Ladies and gentlemen, Henrik Lundqvist is going to the Hall of Fame. We discuss his incredible career, including some of his most notable and impressive performances throughout his Hall of Fame career. Uh, Rangers also hire a couple of assistant coaches. We're going to talk about one of them, Dan Muse, on today's episode. All this and much, much more on Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 856 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, yes, Henrik Lundqvist will be inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame. I, I don't think this is ever really a question of if this would happen. It was more of a question of when it would happen, and uh, it's going to be happening this year. He goes in along with uh, Coach Ken Hitchcock, General Manager Pierre Lacroix, uh, Tom Barrasso, Caroline Olette, Pierre Turgeon, and uh, Mike Vernon. So one of three goalies being inducted this season is Henrik Lundqvist. And Lundqvist, you know, just it's so hard to know where to start because such an incredible career and just such a good person off the ice. But we can start there. You know, just the personification of class during his entire tenure as a member of the New York Rangers. You know, he wasn't somebody that I ever felt was all that concerned with, like, image or, or like, branding or, you know, trying to make himself into a star. I mean, he became a star, obviously, but every reason why he became a star and, you know, something of a celebrity and obviously a very notable pro athlete in New York City, it all was a byproduct of what he did on the ice. Henrik Lundqvist was just the man. He was just that good uh, year in and year out, just a model of consistency. We see how tough this league can be on goalies. You know, somebody can be one of the best goalies in the league for you know, maybe a couple of seasons, and then they, they tend to fall off pretty sharply. Never really happened with Lundqvist. I mean, obviously, toward the end, he wasn't the same goalie that he was, but, I mean, his prime lasted bare minimum 10 years where, where he was that guy and he was just that good and always one of the absolute best goalies uh, in this league. Uh, of course, he also won a Vesna, uh, where he was named the absolute best goalie in the league. But, you know, to see him going from just a seventh round afterthought, I, this is one of those things that I don't think is talked about enough. And I don't think people realize, you know, maybe I mean, you probably realize it, but you don't really stop to think about it that often. I, and I'm guilty of that as well. Um, but he goes from, you know, seventh round pick, just a complete afterthought, somebody who, you know, most seventh round picks, they become just footnotes in NHL history. That's if they ever even make it to the league, much less put together a Hall of Fame career. But yeah, seventh round, number 205 overall. And to just watch it kind of evolve from like, oh, who's this guy that's going to be on the roster this year? Henrik Lundqvist. Okay, he's going to be the backup to Kevin Weeks. So, okay, cool. I don't really know a lot about him, but we'll see what happens. And then, you know, he gets some game action. It's like, this guy's not really that bad. And then, you know, he should probably be the starting goalie. And then, wow, this guy's really good. And then it's like, where is the, who is this guy? Where did he come from? You know, like, like how is this seventh round pick that nobody ever heard of a guy that, uh, you know, was drafted with little to no hype whatsoever, especially back then, because I don't think the draft got the same amount of coverage back then that it gets today. But, you know, he goes from just, again, complete afterthought to, you know, Vesna winner and just big time playoff performer. And again, just a model of consistency uh, while putting together his Hall of Fame career. And again, just a class act on and off the ice. Uh, just awesome to watch. You know, I, I tweeted out the other day, just a privilege to watch this man play hockey for as long as we all get, got to get him, got to watch him play hockey. 
Uh, just, just wonderful stuff. And, you know, speaking of some of the things that he did away from the ice, we touched on that a second ago. You know, everything with the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation, the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Um, you know, he obviously has been very charitable throughout his career and in his uh, post-playing career as well. So uh, just great stuff. And, you know, uh, the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation, I think at some point, I mean, it'd be amazing to have Henrik Lundqvist himself on this show, but I certainly would like to talk to somebody uh, from the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation, just find out a little bit more uh, about it. You know, obviously they're very charitable and uh, they've made a positive impact in the lives of many children and many adults, you know, throughout the years uh, since it was established. But yeah, that's a, that's definitely a, a worthy topic for a future episode. I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully making that happen for you guys. But as far as Henrik Lundqvist, again, just one of the most out of nowhere, impossible to predict legendary careers that we've ever seen. You know, you think about some of the uh, New York sports legends going as far back as you want to go. And I'm, I'm sure I, I, I use that phrase and a couple of names probably popped into your head, but this goes back to, you know, what I was just talking about, about how impressive Henrik Lundqvist's career was when you consider that there were zero expectations for him when he was drafted and where he ended up, you know, because again, you think about some of these other New York sports legends, you know, Derek Jeter, he obviously pops to mind uh, about as fast as anybody first round pick uh, Eli Manning first overall pick in the draft that year, the year that he was taken uh, Walt Frazier for you basketball fans. He was the fifth overall pick Joe Namath first round pick Tom Seaver 10th overall pick uh, currently Aaron judge, you know, he's doing his thing and he was a first round pick as well. And I didn't have all these memorized, you know, obviously I had to look this up, but you're talking about some of the best to ever play sports in New York. And look, being drafted in the first round or first overall or whatever it might be, that alone is not going to carry you to the Hall of Fame. It's not going to carry you to excellence. But obviously, you know, you're being drafted and there are high expectations for these players. And it's not really that much of a shock when they turn out to be great or in some cases, legendary players in whatever sport that they played uh, while they were in New York. With Henrik Lundqvist, again, it was just impossible to predict. I don't even know that, I mean, I'm sure Henrik Lundqvist believed in himself and, you know, he thought he could get there and he thought he could be, you know, a goalie in this league. But could he have ever imagined that uh, he would play his entire career with the New York Rangers and just put up legendary performances, incredible numbers year after year after year? I'm not even so sure Henrik Lundqvist, who does not strike me as somebody who lacks confidence, could have believed that he would go on to have the career that he ended up having. I mean, I guess you'd have to ask the man himself to, to know for sure. But um, yeah, cannot say enough about um, just just his path, you know, where he started and where he ended up. And something else that, you know, I always go back to, and this is something that never gets talked about, but we actually did an episode about this uh, last offseason or the offseason before that. Hard to remember off the top of my head, but there were 21 goalies taken in front of Henrik Lundqvist the year that he was drafted in 2000. 21 goalies. And of those 21 goalies, only three of them ever made an all-star team. Uh, they were Rick DiPietro, Ilya Brzgalov, and uh, Roman Cechmonic. And with DiPietro and Brzgalov, I mean, they both fell apart pretty quickly. DiPietro was, of course, the number one pick that year by the Islanders. Uh, you know, Roman Cechmonic, he had a, a solid career. But, I mean, none of those three and none of the other 21 goalies drafted in front of Lundqvist that year could even hold a candle to him. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, maybe I'll try to resurface this episode because I, I just think it would be fun to, you know, revisit it. But I did in the offseason, either a year or two ago, uh, we took a look at that draft class and I basically just ran through the gauntlet, looked at the 21 goalies that were drafted in front of Henrik Lundqvist, discussed their career and what ultimately happened to them. And uh, again, there, there's just no comparison between any of those goalies and uh, our guy, Henrik Lundqvist. But uh, I want to keep everything rolling. Uh, continue to talk about Henrik Lundqvist in just a second here. I want to just go through some of uh, 
the stats, the numbers that he put up. Uh, always want also want to uh, you know take a look at some of his best performances that he had uh, throughout his career, including some big time clutch playoff performances. And uh, we're gonna do all that good stuff in just a second here. But first, we do have to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you that. Once again, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. All right, we just want to go ahead and thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for the everydayers, you're definitely going to want to stick around next week. I've uh, got a lot of fun things planned. We're going to talk, uh, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about the idea of trading Barclay Goodrow because, you know, there, there are some rumors right now that uh, the Rangers might be looking to make that happen. And it's basically, it's not because he's not valuable to the team. He certainly is, but uh, he's the one guy that, you know, you look at that contract, and it might be necessary to move it in order to make some more cap space to do some other things that you want to do this offseason. So we'll track that. Also going to be talking about the draft, free agency in general. A lot of fun and exciting things coming up. Uh, it's a fun part of the season. You know, I know we'd rather be watching Ranger hockey, and uh, we would have liked to have seen the Rangers just win a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, about a week ago here. But that didn't happen. And, um, you know, the NHL calendar is a lot of fun. There's always something to talk about, and we're going to keep everything rolling right along on Locked On New York Rangers. But for today, let's keep the focus for now on Henrik Lundqvist, his resume, 459 wins. That is sixth all-time, 918 save percentage. That's 11th all-time with a minimum of 250 games played, 243 goals against average, 25th all-time. Once again, the minimum of 250 games played. Uh, and then he got even better in the playoffs. His save percentage in the playoffs, slightly higher than the regular season, 921. That's third all-time with a minimum of 100 and games, 100 games played. Uh, and then also in the playoffs, 230 goals against average. That's eighth all-time. Once again, the minimum 100 games. And uh, 11 seasons, winning 30 games or more, third most all-time. 16 wins in elimination games. That is the most all-time in the playoffs. Uh, six games, seven wins, also the most all-time. And an Olympic gold medalist in 2006, Vesna winner in 2012. And honestly, we could go on all day. I mean, there's more stats that I could throw at you guys, but I think that gives you an idea. And obviously, anybody who watched this guy play hockey, you know, the, the numbers are one thing, but you watch it. You saw it with your own eyes. You know how good he was. You know how important he was to this team. And you saw him routinely be the best player for the New York Rangers uh, while playing such a demanding position in the playoffs, in the regular season too. I mean, I was going to mention the playoffs, but uh, he was the Rangers' best player for, I would say, bare minimum 10 years. And I, I'm not even really so sure that that can be debated. There was a 10-year window there uh, where he was the Rangers' absolute best player, at least 10 years. Uh, and the one knock on Henrik Lundqvist, of course, you know, from the naysayers is that, well, he didn't win a Stanley Cup. And obviously that's true, but did you hear the stats I just read? Uh, as amazing as he was in the regular season, he was that much better in the playoffs. He was about as clutch of a goalie 
uh, as much of a big game goalie as you could possibly find. And, you know, he brought his game to a whole new level in the playoffs, the playoffs where there are no bad teams. You know, you get some 500-ish teams that sneak into the playoffs, but there aren't any, you know, cellar-dweller teams in the playoffs. And obviously, the intensity picks up. There's a ton of pressure in the playoffs in general, but certainly on the goalie, whoever that may be. And, you know, you get all these crazy scrums and the goal crease, all these wild scrambles in the goal crease. And the fact that Henrik Lundqvist uh, took what was obviously a Hall of Fame career in the regular season and ratcheted it up that much more in the playoffs and played even better in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. Uh, it's amazing. You can't say enough uh, about the job he did uh, in general, but certainly in the playoffs as well. And as far as like Henrik Lundqvist and some of his best games, best saves, best performances, most clutch moments, whatever it might be, it's really hard to narrow it down to just one game or one moment. But I think if I got to pick one and I tweeted this out the other day, I think I got to go 2014 game seven Rangers and Penguins Rangers were down three, one in that series, one game five in Pittsburgh, one game six in New York. Henrik Lundqvist was excellent in both of those games, but he saved his best performance for game seven and specifically the third period of game seven, no amount of, Defensive meltdowns by the Rangers or Mark Stahl turnovers was going to make a difference. Henrik Lundqvist, I tweeted this out the other day too. That game could have gone eight periods. He was not going to allow that puck to get by him. Just absolutely stood on his head, made some phenomenal saves, uh, just improvising on a couple of saves, a couple of turnovers by the Rangers that led to some great A scoring opportunities for the Penguins. Uh, Lundqvist wasn't going to allow it to happen. He was getting run in the crease by a couple of players. Uh, there was one instance where he dropped his stick and, and still was able to make the save, and the Penguins are basically trying to push Lundqvist into the net. He wouldn't let it happen. Uh, just crazy stuff. And if you haven't watched the highlights of that game in a while, definitely recommend it. I mean, obviously the Lundqvist stuff is, is first and foremost, but you know what? Just watch the whole 10-minute highlight package that you can find on YouTube. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. And yeah, Henrik Lundqvist at the absolute top of his game uh, when it mattered the most in Game 7 on the road there as the Rangers complete their uh, 3-1 comeback against the Penguins. I think of some other moments, though. You know, Obviously, the shutout in Game 6 against the Montreal Canadiens in the Eastern Conference Final that sent the Rangers uh, to the Stanley Cup Final. And the one save that stands out in this game, he it, it's hard to even explain. It's one of those things you can watch it multiple times and you're still not even 100% sure what you saw or what you're looking at. Obviously, there's great goalie coaches in the world, Benoit Allaire among them, but sometimes, man, you're a goalie in the NHL, you just have to improvise. And this is kind of what Henrik Lundqvist did here. He made an excellent blocker save, but it went beyond that. Like, he got a piece of it with his blocker, it was still going toward the net, and then he somehow got his arm back and, like, blockered it away and, like, just swatted away with his blocker while doing a cartwheel. Again, I can't do it justice by any words that I say here. Just go back and look at it. If you just type in... Uh, to YouTube, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, Game 6 Canadians, it'll probably be one of the first couple of things uh, that pops up. So uh, that moment I'll always remember, and the shutout in general to get the Rangers to the final. They won that game one to nothing, so they needed the shutout. Not like they cruised to a 5 nothing victory in that game, because that wouldn't be the Ranger way. That's just way too easy. Um, but uh, Game 7 overtime win against the Capitals, you know, that was in 2015. That was also the completion of a 3-1 comeback, and Henrik Lundqvist in that game allowed only one goal, gave the Rangers a chance. Uh, as far as one of the quirkier moments of Lundqvist's career, I always think back to him squirting Sidney Crosby uh, with the water bottle at the end or near the end of Game 6 in 2014. Um, obviously, tempers were flaring at that point. There was a lot of nastiness at the end of that game. And uh, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, I, I think he would do it again for the $5,000 fine that he got for that. So that was pretty funny. Um, you know, even some of the losses, I, I felt like in uh, the Stanley Cup final against the Kings, that series ended up being a little bit higher scoring than we thought it was going to be. 
Uh, but Lundqvist is excellent in games four and five, give them a chance to potentially get back into that series. Uh, I think about also the uh, the Winter Classic. You know, the uh, Flyers down by a goal. They are awarded a penalty shot due to it's either Girardi or McDonough. One of them covered the puck in the crease, and it resulted in a penalty shot. And this is with, like, maybe 20 seconds or so to go in the game. The Flyers can choose anybody that's on the ice. They go with Danny Briere, and Lundqvist just stones him and obviously preserved the lead there. Uh, there are others. You know what? Leave me your favorite Lundqvist memories, uh, clutch moments, funniest moments, whatever it might be, leave it in the YouTube comments section. I'm kind of curious to see what you guys come up with. I could go on all day about this, but, you know, I I, I do have to, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, s- start to conclude everything here. I do want to talk about, you know, Dan Muse being the new Ranger head coach, but we're not done with Henrik Lundqvist. Obviously, we'll have the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We had the ceremony where his jersey went into the rafters of Madison Square Garden. Uh, That was obviously a lot of fun. I will say it was really unfortunate how his career ended. Of course, you know, no Stanley Cup for Henrik Lundqvist. And, you know, his last game ever, this is pretty crazy to think about, game two of the qualifying round of the 2020 COVID Stanley Cup playoffs. They were playing in the bubble, no fans in attendance, and they lose that game. And then, of course, Lundqvist is bought out of his contract. He had one year left on his deal by the Rangers. It's about as anticlimactic of an ending to a career as you could possibly imagine for all the reasons that I just listed. Uh, We thought he was going to continue his career with the Caps, uh, signed a one-year deal with them, ends up having the irregular heartbeat, requires open-heart surgery, and uh, obviously never played hockey after that. He got back on the ice and, you know, was doing some, some light practicing, it seemed. He didn't really, he wasn't, like, quick to close the door. You know, I think he wanted to weigh his options and just kind of see what the diagnosis was and leave open the possibility, leave that door cracked that he could come back and continue his career for at least another season or maybe even two. Uh, But obviously that never came to fruition. And look, you can't mess around with, uh, I mean, again, I'm no doctor, but a regular heartbeat, open heart surgery. Yeah. It might be time at that point to, to hang him up. And it's unfortunate that he didn't get to continue his career when he had the chance to, Um, but you know what? He seems to be doing great in his uh, post hockey life here. You know, every time we see him, he's always in good spirits. Uh, you would never know from looking at him or listening to him that he had this serious ailment and that he had open heart surgery not all that long ago. Uh, as I mentioned, we had the wonderful ceremony where uh, his jersey was risen into the rafters at Madison Square Garden. Uh, that was just a great night. I thought it was handled beautifully. Lundquist was awesome at the ceremony. Um, and he's a complete natural. You know, he obviously he's doing uh, some anal- analytical work. He, he works for MSG. He's also on the national stage with some of the hockey playoff coverage. And I think that he does a fantastic job at that. He picked it up very quickly. And again, just a complete natural. Uh, I think he gives great insight. And obviously, I'm a little bit Ranger bias, Henrik Lundqvist. You know, he's our guy. I'm going to probably praise him more often than not. But honestly, he could have played for anybody. I I would look at Henrik Lundqvist and what he brings to the table um, when he's doing his analysis for whether it's MSG and the Rangers or once again, the national level. Uh, He does a fantastic job with that. He's also got the uh, documentary that was uh, recently screened at a couple different locations in New York. It basically looks at Henrik Lundqvist and his attempts to come back to the NHL after requiring open-heart surgery. It's called Open Heart. Uh, I do hope to be able to watch that at some point. If anyone has seen it, uh, definitely let me know what you thought about it. But to kind of wrap things up here, uh, again, just a privilege to watch this man play hockey. Seventh-round afterthought to slam dunk, no doubt, Hockey Hall of Famer, somebody that was almost always at his best when all the chips were down, playoffs, overtime playoffs, uh, clutch moments, game seven wins, the whole nine yards. Uh, He was about as clutch as it gets. And it does bother me that the Rangers never were able to get him a Stanley Cup. 
uh, but a remarkable career nevertheless. And uh, somebody that, you know, obviously beat the odds, seventh round draft pick uh, to into the Hall of Fame. Pretty amazing stuff. And I figure to wrap up this portion of today's episode, I'll leave you with a tweet from the man himself. This was uh, sent out by Henrik Lundqvist not too long after the announcement was made that he was uh, going to be going to the Hall of Fame. This is what he had to say. Grateful and extremely honored to be selected to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Thinking of all the great players in the Hockey Hall of Fame that inspired me as a kid feels amazing to be included in this special group. And yeah, I mean, what else would you expect from Henrik Lundqvist? Just a classy reaction to, again, finding out that he was going into the Hall of Fame. But I want to keep everything rolling here. Switch gears a little bit in just a minute. Going to be talking about Dan Muse. What do we know about him? What kind of experience does he have? And uh, what he might bring to the table now that he is going to be a member of Peter Laviolette's staff with the New York Rangers. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you are about to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, we just want to go ahead once again. Thank you guys, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And let's go ahead and, as I mentioned, shift gears a little bit to wrap up today's episode. Uh, exciting times with the Rangers putting together what I think is looking like a heck of a coaching staff uh, to back up Peter Laviolette this season, uh, the newest assistant coach. Actually, there were two that were uh, that were named yesterday, but today we're going to focus in on Dan Muse. We'll save Phil Housley uh, for another day. I, I didn't want to have to, you know, cram it in at the end of this episode here. As for Dan Muse, uh, 40 years old, uh, he was an assistant coach for La Violette in Nashville with the Predators. He was actually not there uh, the season that the Predators made it to the Stanley Cup final, but he did join the year after that and was there for what turned out to be the final three seasons of Peter La Violette's coaching tenure with the Nashville Predators. Uh, he also coached the United States and the IIHF under 18 world championships in Switzerland this past April. They won the gold medal there. This was his third year as a coach with the USNDP. Uh, he got his start at Yale University, spent six years there as an assistant coach. Yale did win a championship while he was there. Uh, he was also the head coach of the USHL's Chicago Steel for two years, and uh, the Steel won a championship while Muse was there. So he's done a lot of winning, and obviously there's at least some familiarity with uh, Peter Laviolette. He uh, you know, joins the staff after having coached with him previously uh, with the Nashville Predators. And as for Phil Housley, uh, yes, he joins the Ranger coaching staff as well. Like I said, we're going to save most of uh, his stuff for a future episode, but he had an amazing playing career, uh, was a defenseman, was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame or the NHL Hall of Fame in 2015. 1,232 points for him as a defenseman. So just a phenomenal player. He's also coached with Laviolette in the past. Uh, was a head coach for the Sabres for two seasons in 2017-2018 and 2018-2019. They went 
84 and 22 in that time uh did not make the playoffs either either time which is probably pretty self-explanatory but uh somebody else that seems to be highly regarded and as i mentioned we'll talk about him his playing career his coaching career in a little bit more detail uh probably in our next episode uh to pretty much wrap up everything for today though uh so i mentioned this i've been mentioning this on and off you know pretty much throughout the off season here Derek Stepan stories. I want to hear him. Where you were, who you were with, how you reacted. When Derek Stepan scored in Game 7 in overtime against the Washington Capitals back in 2015, we obviously did an episode very similar to this. Basically the exact same thing. I asked you guys to uh, send in your Artemi Panarin Game 7 overtime goal stories against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and uh, that was a lot of fun. We got a two-parter out of it. I realized Stepan was a longer time ago, and maybe everybody doesn't remember exactly every detail, but if you do, I've already heard some really cool stories, and uh, in a future episode during the offseason here, once free agency and the draft calm down a little bit, we're going to do uh, an episode where we talk about, we basically just share your stories uh, on the uh, podcast here, and you know, just kind of reminisce about Derek Stepan scoring that goal, and of course, I'll, I'll share my story as well. Uh, something else, a uh, couple of odds and ends before we call it here. Per Larry Brooks, there is a board of governors meeting scheduled for today, and he has been told there is no reason to expect that the cap will increase by more than $1 million. And that's been the rumor for a while. Um, but, you know, the NHL, I, I think it's time to kind of figure this out here because we've got free agency approaching. We've got teams that might feel like they have to make trades right now. And it'd be nice to know what the salary cap is so you can plan accordingly. So I, I do think it's time for the NHL to you announce this, make it official, and uh, let everybody know where everything stands there. Uh, we also, this is exciting to me, we have the New York Rangers preseason schedule for this upcoming season. Uh, there are six games, just like there were last year, and they're going to play the Bruins twice, the Islanders twice, and the Devils twice. And if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what the Rangers did uh, last season as well. But to run through the schedule here, here's the big one. The first uh, real New York Ranger hockey game, albeit a preseason game, it will occur on Sunday, September 24th at Boston at 5 p.m. And then to run through the rest of the schedule uh, real quick here, all the rest of the games will begin at 7 p.m. Uh, you've got September 26th against the Islanders at 7, September 28th against the Devils at 7, September 29th at the Islanders at 7, October 4th at the Devils at 7, and October 5th home against the Bruins at 7. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. It's I always call it, you know, it's the appetizer before the main course, and uh, obviously it'll be great to have any form of Ranger hockey We've got the uh, the rookie training camp or the two games that they're going to play. Ranger rookies against Flyer rookies. Those will be happening uh, before then. But yeah, it's not as far away as you think. I mean, we're getting toward the end of June here, June 22nd. Uh, and what did I just say? So the first preseason game will be the 24th. I mean, we're only three months away from a Ranger hockey game. That's pretty crazy and a lot of fun stuff that we're going to talk about on, you know, Locked On Rangers going forward here. Free agency, the draft, the whole nine yards. Uh, definitely looking forward to all that. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.